When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I can't tell you how delighted I am to be speaking with my second Irish gentleman in two weeks. Holy schmoly. Um, this is just so much fun. It, it, it's always funny when people see my red hair, which is not quite natural anymore, but sh- we won't tell. Um, and they say, are you Irish? And I say, mm, yeah, red hair, freckles. Yeah. <laughs> um, Irish and Scottish, but, but yeah, so it's, it's always fun to be speaking with someone from Ireland. And so please join me in welcoming Paul Davis to our program today. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Deb. It's absolutely brilliant to be here. I'm so thrilled to be here on your show, um, and especially coming all the way from Ireland. So it's, it's a double winner. Yes, yes. You know, you kind of love technology, right? You know, we're, we're in the same room, several thousand miles apart. What a, what a deal. So let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will dive into this. So Paul Davis is a gifted, intuitive personal advisor and entrepreneur a best-selling author, and an award-winning business growth consultant and speaker. He is exceptional at identifying what will bring an individual fulfillment, joy, and meaning by identifying their true, unique life purpose. He has worked with countless business owners, leaders, and celebrities from around the world and across all industry sectors and has helped transform several unprofitable enterprises into multi-million dollar successes by structuring their businesses around their life purpose and making a greater difference in the world. So again, Paul, welcome. Thank you, Deb. The instruction says it all, I think, doesn't it? (laughs) It does, it does. Well, you know, I always like to know a little bit more about my guests and how they got to be where they are today. So tell us how it is, because you were really pretty young when you discovered this, how you discovered what your passion in life is. Um, well, I suppose that, that actually ended up finding my own passion and my own purpose. I actually found I, it ended up being much later in life. Okay. Um, but I suppose growing up, I was, um, I was considered a little bit different. Let's put it that way. Now, in Ireland, there's a lot of folklore around, for example, um, the seventh son of the seventh. Mm-hmm. And as it turned out, when I was growing up, I ended up being the seventh son of a seventh, but also of a further seventh as well. So ah. the, I ended up being three sevens. And mm-hmm. if anybody is familiar with the power of numbers and biblical numbers mm-hmm. and so on, seven is, is actually a very, very strong number, but equally so is the number three mm-hmm. and the number 12. Mm-hmm. So when you get three sevens in a row, you, you can rest assured that there's, some, there's something special there. Right, right. Um, so as a kid growing up, um, I, no, I, I knew I knew no different in some respects. I didn't really understand it, mm-hmm. but I used to do healing for people, meaning um, people would come to the home. Mm-hmm. And my mum knew all about it because, again, being in Ireland, they, they understood the, the, right. the seventh son folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, so no matter where I went, whether it be on holidays or in home, there'd be no end of people coming to the house and I'd end up doing a healing for them, whether it be for cancer, rheumatism, arthritis, you name it, right right across the board, all different spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I suppose when it came to um, teenage years, it wasn't really so you cool. You were tired of being kind of the parlor trick? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and especially because back then, again, it's, 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 it's embedded, in, I suppose, in the culture whereby if you have a gift, 
um, you shouldn't receive anything as compensation for that gift. Mm -hmm. So I had all these people coming to me and I was doing healing for them. Mm -hmm. And being a young kid, yeah, I would have loved a bit of money and, right. and some toys. But every single time that somebody offered mm -hmm. money or, or a gift, um, it was completely refused by my parents. So, um, yeah, when it came to teenage age, it was a case of, no, I, I really don't want to do this any longer. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, but <clears throat> as I developed my career, um, different things started to materialize and manifest themselves. Mm -hmm. So what I found was that um, I'd get insights, I'd get knowings for other people, I'd get imagery for other people. Um, I'm an empath, so for people that aren't familiar with an empath, um, I get to actually feel what it's like for other people on a much, much deeper level. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not really just talking about, you know, somebody might say, well, how do you feel today? And they might say, I, I feel fine, mm -hmm. but how I feel it on an empathic level is on a much, much deeper level. And mm -hmm. you, consider, mm -hmm. you could consider from a, a soul level perspective. Mm. Um, so as, as a grown-up, I as get all these knowings and insights for people and, and imagery and so on and have very, very unusual conversations. But mm -hmm. I just took it that everybody else could do what I could do, mm -hmm. meaning that they were getting the same insights and knowings mm -hmm. and so on. Mm -hmm. um, so I just developed my career. I ended up deciding to go and become a management accountant. Okay. Um, now, I know management accountant isn't, isn't very, a, a very unusual. It's very not a very normal term in, in the U.S. because... Mm -hmm. Um, in terms of accountancy. So we, we have, in Europe, we have what's called a management accountant, which is more involved in projects, budgeting, okay. forecasting. All that oh, okay, kind of so very involved in the process. Yeah, so it's all, it very much future-based. Okay. Um, so I, I trained as a management accountant. I became a fellow of the Actual Accountancy Institute. And throughout my career, I'd be involved in companies. And for the ones that I would be heavily involved at a very, very high level, meaning at a board of directors level. Mm -hmm. um, one company, for example, that I became the CEO, um, I had control and working with the board of directors to advise them as regards what direction the company should go in. Okay. So I would use my intuitive side mm -hmm. and the insights and knowings that I would get for the actual business itself mm -hmm. and, and, and for the people that were owning the business as regards mm -hmm. what direction we should go in. So mm -hmm. I've been on a lot of different paths between joint ventures, developing new markets, mm -hmm. developing new products, and um, pivoting the companies and all the kinds of things. And mm -hmm. a lot of the, my career would have been going into companies that were making financial losses and mm -hmm. I had to turn them around as quickly as possible. So unbeknownst to anybody else, I was using my intuitive side of things mm -hmm. in order to guide those turnarounds and, mm -hmm. and, and guide the, mm -hmm. the, the growth of the business. Mm -hmm. So I've been involved in all companies from literally every single industry sector mm -hmm. uh, or pretty much nearly every single industry sector. And right across the board, it regards all different management levels mm -hmm. um, and all different sizes of companies. So I've mm -hmm. worked with solopreneurs right through to medium-sized companies and companies that were looking for a listing on the on the stock exchange. Okay. Um, so full, full spectrum companies. Mm -hmm. So I would have been seen as being this business consultant that comes into mm -hmm. companies and helps them develop and grow and scale. Um, and I suppose in a particular year, which happened to be 2011, um, and going into 2012, I, I published my first book in 2012. Mm -hmm. And a pivotal moment happened in my life in, in 2011. And I took the decision at that moment to say, actually, you know what? I need to be who I truly am. Mm -hmm. um, so I took the decision to actually say, look, to, to go to my database, to go to my clients and say, look, th this is how I work. Mm -hmm. um, so the clients that I, I would have a really, really good, strong relationship with, mm -hmm. they already knew how I worked. They knew mm -hmm. kind of, it was something unusual about Paul. Right. Uh, because their business has just improved as soon mm -hmm. as I started working with and you them. You couldn't always quite explain why, right? Ex to, mm -hmm. Yeah. To, yeah. Ex most people aren't going to accept, well, look, where are you getting this information from? Mm -hmm. And being an accountant and being a business. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right, exactly. left brain, right brain there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So what I did then was in 2012, I came out to my database and came out to my clients and said, look, this is how we work. This is who I am. And I got to step into my power. That, that's, that's ultimately what it is. But over the years, what I've been doing, Deb, was to actually develop a methodology for helping people to find their true life purpose. Mm -hmm. So the insights and knowings that I get for people is actually around their life purpose. And that's okay. how they can reach their, their, their highest potential. Mm -hmm. So when we actually structure the business around their life purpose, and every single individual has a complete, unique life purpose to them. Mm -hmm. So when you structure the business around our unique like purpose, mm -hmm. now that's when the business achieves a massive and significant right. amount of success. Mm -hmm. 
So, but again, going back, being an accountant and getting the feedback from clients in the sense of, ah, look at Paul, you're just making this up and where are you getting this information from and all the mm-hmm. kinds of things. And being logical and all the kinds of things, I, I need it for myself as much as for my clients mm-hmm. to develop a methodology to say, okay, look, how could I correlate the information that I receive? Because it all comes from, you know, for, for an individual, when you work with an individual, all, that it, all this information is available from an unconscious level, not from a conscious perspective. Mm-hmm. So how can you get the evidence and, and the information and show the client the evidence for in their life mm-hmm. that correlates to the knowings and the insights and the imagery that I get for them in right. relation to the life purpose? Mm-hmm. So I've been working on that on that methodology. I developed it and it's it's proved extremely well o- mm-hmm. over over many, many years. And I and I keep I keep improving it. I keep tweaking it and I keep kind of adding more bits into it and so mm-hmm. on. And now that's what I call the pilot's manual. Um, mm-hmm. As you can probably see behind me in, on, on, in my office here, I have a lot of things that are mm-hmm. have reference flight to oriented. The mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I use a lot of aviation terms mm-hmm. in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, the aviation term in terms of a pilot's manual is literally, now, let me put it this way. The vast majority of your listeners will be saying, Do you know what? Or they probably said to themselves at some point in their life, I wish. I was born with a manual and I got the manual as regards mm-hmm. what I am to do in my life. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I literally put the two of them together and say, look, here's your pilot's manual. Mm-hmm. Because once you have that manual, it is your unique life purpose. It's made up of four elements. It's your unique life purpose. And that gives you the manual in order for you and your business to take flight. Mm-hmm. And that's ultimately what I do for, for clients. Wow. I love it. I love it. Well, why do you think that people don't? follow their their unique your unique life purpose you know they you know is it peer pressure parental pressure you know why yeah. why do they go eh you know because i think i think everybody kind of feels you you know when you're on the right path and so you know when you're on the wrong path but you know why do we continue down that wrong path for a lot of different reasons and, and you refer to in the sense of some some can be parental pressure Mm-hmm. Because okay, my father was an accountant, or my father was a doctor. Since I, mm-hmm. I I followed that train of thought, or whatever it be, and um, then my father wasn't. But but that's what a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's social pressure from the point of view of well, look, in order to get a career and and to get you know the what people want in life as regards a house or a car mm-hmm. and all of those things, I, I I they pursue a particular career, they create a particular business from mm-hmm. that side of things. Other see it as being that they, they they see an opportunity, for example, to to develop a business. Mm-hmm. or it's it's just what they it's what they know mm-hmm. but a lot of people actually don't know what their life purpose is mm-hmm. so they develop a business or they develop a career in order to generate the income mm-hmm. to provide for themselves mm-hmm. but they don't actually make that connection about actually okay well, what is my life purpose mm-hmm. and what tends to happen for, for a very very small number of people now napoleon hill wrote a book and in that book he said from recollection it was 2% of the population know what their life purpose is. Mm-hmm. 2%. 2%. So 2%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 98% of people don't know what their life purpose is. <laughs> the rest of us are just wandering around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ultimately what happens is that they, they create a career or a business in order to give them the income to do what they want to do or right. what their passions are. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's on, on to such time as either something or an event shows up in their life Mm-hmm. Or they get to a point whereby they feel that they're at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And then they start to question themselves in the sense of, do you know what? I just feel like I'm on a hamster wheel or I'm on that perpetual treadmill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're not really getting to enjoy right. what they're actually doing mm-hmm. at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. Now, over the last couple of years, we've, we've gone through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have actually used that time. It's kind of, in some respects, I, I kind of said it in a webinar at the very beginning of, of the pandemic mm-hmm. in, back in March 2020. And this time will actually force people into a bit of self-reflection right. and deciding what it is that they want to do mm-hmm. going forward when we go past um, pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it's it's when different moments in our life that we actually start to look inwardly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go to you know Machu Picchu or they go to you know different places around the world mm-hmm. to try and find themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what they're trying to find is what is their life purpose. Right. But they don't have to travel anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's that's the good thing. Right. It's it's in your head the whole time and your your heart and your soul. Mm-hmm. It's 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 in our unconscious. Mm-hmm. That's that's where we get the information from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people aren't really in tune with what the, that unconscious part of them. So they will operate from their from their conscious mind, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now, as, as you referred to earlier on, Deb, in the sense of, you know, you got left brain, you got right brain. Mm-hmm. And most people operate from either of one of those sides. Mm-hmm. And some people can, can, can operate from both. Mm-hmm. But very few are actually really, really connected with their unconscious side of things. Mm-hmm. Now, to explain the unconscious side of things, think of it from the perspective of most people, if not everybody, has had that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. So they've had a moment in their life whereby they're trying to make a decision or they're kind of going down a particular path or whatever it be. And they just have this gut feeling that there might be a mm-hmm. business deal that they're trying to deal with, mm-hmm. or they have an employee that they either have had for a while. And there's mm-hmm. something about this new, new employee now that is, is not working with. They have, again, this gut feeling, mm-hmm. or if they're trying to recruit somebody, again, everything looks right, bright on paper mm-hmm. in terms of the resume and so mm-hmm. on. But again, that ha- they have right. that gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Says, no, there's they're, they're something they can't mm-hmm. put their finger on it. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. again, it's just that good feeling. That mm-hmm. good feeling is your intuitive side. Right. That's your unconscious. That's mm-hmm. how it, it communicates with you. It communicates through your mm-hmm. feelings. Your, and when your we ignore it, we're in trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because your unconscious will always guide you mm-hmm. to the best way possible for yourself. Mm-hmm. So the yeah, you know, I, intuition. Yeah, I, I tell people, you know, when you have that feeling there is something that's going on um yeah. you know i've i've had i had a potential client one time that i mean it was going to be a big client i mean this was going to you know and and he had a big budget he had a big dream and nice man i mean you know all sorts of things but i had that feeling i mean there really was and it wasn't it wasn't a scary feeling or anything like that i mean you know because especially sometimes as women we get feelings where it's like, okay, no. Um, but yeah, that it was just, there was something there. And so I turned him down. He offered me the job. I turned him down. He was not a happy camper. And then it turned out he was incredibly unethical. It was all, all show. And, you know, and, and I knew someone who ended up working with him who, who told me later, you know, about it. And I, you know, and, and, and I thought, you know, I, I did pay it. And I mean, I turned down a lot of money, but yeah, it, it there was just something there that I thought, there is not something right. Yeah. That's your unconscious. Mm-hmm. And, and that, so the, what, a lot of what I teach in, in the community that I have is actually, is actually teaching people how to tune into their unconscious mm-hmm. an awful lot more. And therefore, now that opens up opportunities for them in terms of when they're trying to make a decision mm-hmm. or whether they're trying to figure out, okay, so how could they grow and scale their business? Or what's, what, what's their, 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 you know, how can they be guided more from their conscious in order to actually make much, much better decisions? Right. Um, and so the, the more we develop our, our, that side of us, mm-hmm. the, the easier, as, as I say, life becomes an awful lot more effortless. Right. You know, and let's, let's talk about the pandemic. You know, we're never, I, I, you know, I love it here in the States. They said two weeks, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Everything <laughs> will be, you know, we, yeah, that was our, you know, we all <laughs> laughed at that. It was like, yeah, right. Um, and, you know, now it's, getting on close to two years. I mean, you know, the yeah. first uh, initial true diagnosis was two years ago. Um, yeah. You know, we all think, yeah, it was around before then, but you know, it was, and, but anyhow, we're, we're going, you know, past two years. I think we've got probably at least another six months, if not a year, but you know, you mentioned the fact that we see all these people changing jobs. You know, we, it's it, it, people have toined, coined the term great resignation. Yeah. You know, and I, a, a lot of that, I think, is just people went, eh, no, you know, but now what? I mean, you know, that's that's the thing is, you know, so so we've quit. We've decided, hey, you know, we're not going to be on that hamster wheel any longer. Now, what the heck do we do? Because we still have to eat. We still have bills we have to pay. We might have kids we have to take care of. I mean, all these things. And so then, of course, the first instinct that kicks in is take whatever will pay you. I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing, but how do we find this? How do we find, you know, uh, that, that true purpose in our lives? Well, there's a few things that happened with that. One is because, so I, I use what I refer to as the genius pendulum Mm. and you'll see the pendulum operate both on a micro level, meaning for an individual, but Mm -hmm. also on a macro level in terms of politics or social Mm -hmm. side of things. So, Business has been operating in a particular way, mm-hmm. meaning think of it from the perspective, the pendulum has been to one side. Right. Uh, so 
when it becomes into equilibrium, which is what a pendulum does, the, mm-hmm. the whole pendulum is trying to get into equilibrium. Mm-hmm. So when the pendulum is onto one side, mm-hmm. it has to create an equal arc on the opposite side mm-hmm. when that pendulum swings. Right. So what's really been happening over many, many years is that pendulum has been to one side. Mm-hmm. The pandemic now has happened. Mm-hmm. And now that pendulum is swinging. It's making right. its way and swinging mm-hmm. right across mm-hmm. through past equilibrium and out mm-hmm. the other side. Mm-hmm. And that cry out for from a lot of people has been we want a different way of working mm-hmm. we want more flexibility we want more autonomy we want more purpose we want more meaning mm-hmm. we want to be more involved in what it is that we're doing in business mm-hmm. so what i've been teaching my my clients over many years is you've got to prepare for how this is actually going to manifest and how mm-hmm. it's actually going to come about and bring those elements into your business and therefore mm-hmm. you're now got leader advantage to how you're going to conduct a business. Mm-hmm. So I'd answer your question in, in, in two ways that one is from a business owner's perspective, what did they need to do mm-hmm. when they're trying to employ people? Mm-hmm. But ultimately what it's also given is people to say, actually, you know what? They've gotten a sense of working remotely, mm-hmm. being more flexible, mm-hmm. but also given the time because they haven't had to commute or they haven't had to be involved in mm-hmm. meetings that didn't actually mm-hmm. have any purpose at the end of it anyway. So they wasted an awful lot of time. Mm-hmm. So people have had that time to reflect on actually what is it that I want out of life. So the pandemic has actually been a catalyst mm-hmm. for people to ask those much, much deeper questions. And how you find your life purpose is there's four elements. And a lot of people will, if you know, if, if anybody's gone online or researched or read any books, mm-hmm. they'll typically come across a few different things. Mm-hmm. One is that they'll, they'll come across the teaching whereby find your passion. Mm-hmm. And if you find your passion, turn your passion to your business or your career, right. and then that will lead to your purpose. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. The origin of the word passion is to suffer. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. So think of it from the point of view, and I come from a Christian background. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised as a Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it from the passion of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought of, of the passion play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was, it was the crucifixion of Christ. Mm-hmm. So the origin of passion is actually to suffer. Mm-hmm. But let me go a little bit deeper with you. There's a lot of things that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And as you, as we mentioned earlier on, you, you can see I love all different types of flight experiences. Mm-hmm. I've been in every single, nearly every single di- different type of aircraft. Mm-hmm. I've jumped out of airplanes. I've flown multiple different types of aircraft. Mm-hmm. And my latest project that I'm working on right now is to do a wing walk on a what? biplane. Oh, I can't <laughs> so, wait to see pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things that I'm passionate about, but they've absolutely nothing got to do with my purpose. Right. Yeah. And, so and you're not going to make money doing wing walking, at least you, not you, in this century. Could, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you could, but it, 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 here's the thing. There's the motivation and the passion that you have or the joy that you get from something like that is mm-hmm. transient, right. meaning it's transactional. Mm-hmm. You have to do it all the time continuously in mm-hmm. order to get the passion and joy from it. Right. When it comes to your purpose, it's mm-hmm. a very, very much deeper level of passion. Okay. You literally get a sense. It's ultimately, it's mm-hmm. a sense of joy, a sense of fulfillment. And it's moving you forward to actually achieve what it is that you want to achieve in, in terms of your purpose. Mm-hmm. So other things that people will come across whereby, you know, find your why. And if you find your why, well, then that's going to lead to what it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Why? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of issues with this one. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've written articles about it. And I, you know, because I, I, I went to a lot of, again, business, being a business consultant and attending a lot of different corporate and conferences over the years and so on mm-hmm. i heard this rhetoric coming out in terms of from other business coaches and consultants mm-hmm. and so on you got to find your why and find your why and if you find your why so what is that you're doing well then that's mm-hmm. going to answer your question for to, well there's marketers we tell people yeah. find your why mm-hmm. but it's not but here's the thing you see people try and figure out their why from their conscious mind meaning ah. they're trying to work it out why why am i doing what i'm doing mm-hmm. i mean they're asking that question from a mm-hmm. conscious level perspective mm-hmm. But your true why comes from your unconscious. Mm. It never comes from your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Second of all, they're trying to apply a why to what they're currently doing, mm-hmm. but they may not be doing what they're supposed to be doing in the first place. Ah. So they're applying a why mm-hmm. to something that's incorrect. Mm-hmm. So their why is actually not their true why. Your why comes from your unconscious. So when, and, and again, you, people would have come across Viktor Frankl, which survived the, the concentration camp. And he wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning. And ultimately what he put in the book was, 
and there's nothing wrong with it, but, but basically what, it, what people have interpreted for, for, from the actual reading of the book is that mm-hmm. you can apply a meaning to whatever the meaning that you apply to something is mm-hmm. the meaning of that. Mm-hmm. So you could apply a meaning to whatever it is that you're doing, but again, mm-hmm. it may not be what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Your true purpose, there's four elements that come up and make up your purpose. Okay. There's what I call your genius drivers, mm-hmm. and every single one of these elements comes from your unconscious. So when you find the evidence in your life that actually give and substantiates these elements, well, then now you know you're on your true life purpose. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> your genius drivers, they are what gives you your joy, your fulfillment, and your drive and your, your zest, your, your mojo for life. In no matter what you're doing, whether it's a career or a business or whatever it is that you're doing, that's your genius drivers. Mm-hmm. Then there's your genius role. Now, I've identified 10 different genius roles, and every single individual will play one of those roles. Now, it's not a personality type assessment. It's not, you know, and finding purpose is not about personality type assessments mm-hmm. in any shape or form. Most people would be familiar with, say, Myers-Briggs or DISC mm-hmm. or right. Enneagram mm-hmm. and all the kinds of things. But the, they are nothing whatsoever got to do with your life purpose. Mm-hmm. Your genius role is a role that you naturally play. Mm-hmm. You do it from an unconscious perspective. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to college or learn how to fulfill that role. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are either running a business or in a career playing a role that's not in line with their unconscious genius role. Right. So therefore, that's where things become a little bit more awkward. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, so every single genius role has a shadow side and a frustration point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that shadow side is mm-hmm. and that frustration point from a conscious perspective, mm-hmm. now that's what creates self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So you'll see a lot of people whereby they'll, they'll achieve a huge amount of success, but something will kick in. And ultimately, it's part of their, their unconscious blueprint. Mm-hmm. But also from our genius role perspective, that element of self, that shadow side will create self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. So therefore, now they start to lose everything in their, in their life and their business. Right. So that's your genius role. Your genius role is how you are to fulfill your purpose. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely most in line with what your mission is, what mm-hmm. your purpose is. So think of it being your, your genius role is your how. Mm-hmm. Now, there's your genius quest. And your genius quest is what you are to do. Mm-hmm. That's your mission. And mm-hmm. every single individual has a unique mission of what they are to do. Mm-hmm. And then the last piece is your genius inspiration, which is that's your true why. Mm-hmm. That's your absolute unique unconscious mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. So when you take those four elements together, now you have your, your how, your what, your why, mm-hmm. and what's going to give you the joy, fulfillment, passion, and zest for life. Mm-hmm. And that's your true life purpose. Well, and as you were talking about this, part of what I was thinking was it it's not necessarily a career, a job, things like that. I mean, you know, for, for no. many people, it's being a parent. It's, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's being, uh, you know, a, a caregiver. It's being, you know, all of these other things. And, and it's interesting because, you know, when we see people who are doing that, yeah. y- they they have kind of a glow about them. I mean, you know, I I keep thinking about like say Mother Teresa. You know, she clearly did not do what she was doing for any type of material gain. Um, you know, she she had just enough basically in in most cases to subside. I mean, there was you know, but it just you know, you you knew that that was what she was meant to do. Um, you know, and and and. You know, and and I mean, on the flip side, I mean, there are certainly people who are incredibly wealthy, <laughs> but there's, yeah. you know, there's, there's the, you know, everybody kind of, like you said, you know, 2% know what they're supposed to be doing. And the rest of us are just muddling along. But here's what happens then. You can get a lot of people that are hugely wealthy mm-hmm. because I get, I get them. They come to me. Mm-hmm. and Because they're lost, you, right? Exactly. To mm-hmm. tell you the sad side of the story, mm-hmm. to the outside world, they Everybody sees them as being hugely successful, hugely mm-hmm. wealthy. They have everything. Mm-hmm. You know, why would they be unhappy? Right. But the conversations that I have with them, mm-hmm. and I get them quite regularly, is that they are actually planning and contemplating suicide. Because they're, or they're they addicted have... or all sorts of exactly. very, yeah. very self-sabotaging yeah. behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ultimately, they don't have that joy, that fulfillment, and that sense of purpose and sense of meaning for themselves. So therefore, when you when when they get that piece, mm-hmm. now they can actually, you know, they, they can align 
everything what they know of how to become successful, mm -hmm. but now it's aligned to what their purpose is, mm -hmm. and then they become more successful. Mm -hmm. But it's more successful from the perspective of they had that inner sense of of living, mm -hmm. of, of of meaning, of fulfillment, and that's very very different mm -hmm. from an external part that would give you that sense of meaning and fulfillment mm -hmm. or zest for life. Right. You know, and, and I think we do see that a lot with people who are, you know, leaders, in, in, you know, wealthy or not, you know, where yeah. you, you really do, you can, you can just tell they're not happy people, um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, th there's a certain politician here in the States that is coming to mind, <laughs> um, you know, like him or hate him. I mean, you know, you really do look at him and, and think he's not happy. Now, yeah. what would make him happy? There's a variety of opinions on, but um, you know, and 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 I think we certainly see that with a lot of celebrities, where yeah. you know, whether it's it's a, a movie star, sports figure, somebody like that, where we we do we think, well, you have it all. What do you mean you're not happy? You know, and 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 the bad part is then society looks down on them. Um, you know, because we think, well, you have all this or, you know, you've got all this talent, um, you know, and, and you squander it. I mean, all of those various things. Unfortunately, at some point, they, they, they crash and burn. Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's, it's actually very, very difficult then to, 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 to get them back from that point. Mm -hmm. Because if they have a breakdown, well, then they, they may at some point have gone too far. Mm -hmm. it's, it's trying to get them before the breakdown. So, you know, for example, the, the, I, I received one call from somebody. Now, I was at meetings at the time. But when I called the person back, he resp his response to me was, Paul, if you didn't bring me back by this evening, I would not be here. Oh. So that's how close people mm -hmm. get to actually deciding to check out. Yeah. Well, now, you know, you, you, talk, you, you say, you know, you, you are an empath. You are intuitive. Yeah. yeah. How do you deal with that pain? <laughs> um, you know, and, and. I mean, that's just, that, that's got to be, in many cases, overwhelming. It is, for, for, for two things. One is that, so I, I will get overwhelmed in a good way when I'm connecting with somebody and sharing what their life purpose is. Right, because and I you see them kind of have that light bulb moment. I, mm -hmm. I, there's, there's that, but I also get to see the impact that they are supposed to make. And that's absolutely phenomenal. I'm, I'm hugely privileged to be able to, to, to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So it's overwhelmed from that perspective in the sense of it's just absolutely phenomenal and amazing. And I can then see in different connections and so on, the perfection of how this universe works. It is just absolutely phenomenal. Right. But they're, they're, that's the joy part. Mm -hmm. But yes, equally on the other side, mm -hmm. there's the overwhelm from the perspective of there's different things that I'll, I connect with individuals and different things will be going on for the life and so on. And it's it's not so good. You know, think of it as being, you know, you can have good feelings and you can have bad feelings. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not so good. Mm -hmm. So I get overwhelmed. So I I'll there will have been times, and it's still and in some respects I don't fight it, um, which I will get emotionally overwhelmed mm -hmm. because I can actually um pick pick up what's 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 mm -hmm. going on. Um but over the years I've had to develop different call it maybe strategies or ways of how I need to disconnect from my mm -hmm. clients and not take on the right. journey that they're on. Mm -hmm. So I'm there to guide them as much as I possibly can, but I cannot, that this is where free will comes into play. Mm -hmm. I cannot take over their life. Right. They you kind of have that barrier that, that yeah. goes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So over the years, I, I've had to have those strategies in place for myself in order to literally and sustain myself but a lot of, and again I, I do it for myself but i also teach my clients self-care is so so important as business owners as any individual self-care mm -hmm. is so so important now yes it's important for me because being an empath and given the work that i do in relation to the challenging circumstances some challenges not all not, not all challenging circumstances but some challenging circumstances i come across and mm -hmm. um, but for for anybody that i i work with in terms of clients I always teach them from a self-care perspective, you really got to look after yourself because it has so many knock-on effects mm -hmm. to everything in their life. Mm -hmm. From a confidence perspective, from a self-worth perspective, from a manifesting perspective, it's, it has so many different impacts mm -hmm. um, right, right throughout their whole life. Mm -hmm. 
I would imagine it's also frustrating for you to yeah. you know, see, <laughs> you know, hey, you're supposed to be going down path A, but you're just yeah. bent on going down path B. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mentioned turning yeah. clients away. Do you turn clients away and say, you know, yeah. this is just not going to work? I, I turn clients away if I feel that there's, um, that there's, okay, you, you mentioned earlier on, the example of the client that you gave, which was in line with their ethical behavior. Let's just mm-hmm. call it that way. Mm-hmm. So I will turn clients away in, 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 in some respects from, from that side of things, but a few other different elements of, of the individual that is just, look at, do you know what? Because, again, because I'm picking up from an empath perspective, um, I just do not want to work with that individual because I, mm-hmm. do, I don't want them in my life from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and let me put it this way for, for, for listeners, you can still love somebody, mm-hmm. but you don't have to like them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's very different. Mm-hmm. So I see, I see individuals from a soul perspective. Mm-hmm. So I still love them, but I don't necessarily have to be around them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because of what their personality is actually displaying and demonstrating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I absolutely turn clients away. I get clients whereby I, I share what your life purpose is and bring them through the methodology and they can see the evidence and they're like, and they say, okay, look, that's what your life purpose is. And then they, two, two things, well, a lot of things, different, different things happen. But for the ones that don't pursue that path, they're heart wrenching. I bet. Because I know mm-hmm. the impact they're supposed to make. Mm-hmm. I know how successful they could become mm-hmm. with it. Um, but for a lot of reasons, they decide not to pursue that path. Now, I use the analogy of the, the, the feather, the brick in the truck. Mm-hmm. So I talk about this in front of perspective. Think of a feather and think of the light touch of a feather. Mm-hmm. Your unconscious mind is constantly trying to guide you and you, we get nudges in our life, mm-hmm. but it's like the touch of a feather. Now mm-hmm. we could be having a conversation. We could be listening to a podcast. We could right. be watching a movie. or whatever. It's mm-hmm. that nudge. To be, there's something inside of us that reacts and says, mm-hmm. oh, this, this resonates with me, mm-hmm. but we don't take the action. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the feathers. And if you don't take the action, well, then the brick comes along. Mm-hmm. And if you can imagine the right. brick is a little bit more subtle than the, mm-hmm. than the feather. Mm-hmm. So in my first book, Evolve, I, I speak about the feather, the brick, and the truck. And what I say is, I'm the brick. So when people come to me, I'm a little bit subtle, but I'm the brick. And if people don't listen to the brick, mm-hmm. and whether it's me or whether it's something that shows up in their life, and mm-hmm. it intends to show up in their life from the point of view of they get a temporary illness. Right, or they, health. They, they, mm-hmm. they, yeah, mm-hmm. or they get a financial setback or something happens in the relationship mm-hmm. or they lose a client, but they can overcome it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a speed bump in, mm-hmm. in, in their life. Mm-hmm. And it, basically what it does is it gets people to pay attention mm-hmm. and to actually correct the course of what they're supposed to be doing. So they're, they're the bricks. Mm-hmm. Now, if they don't listen to the bricks, well, then the truck as you say, there's there's a, a much bigger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, it will start coming and it will be it will turn its engine and it will start driving. Mm-hmm. And that truck, nobody wants to have the truck show up in their life. Mm-hmm. And the truck shows up in their life from the point of view of financial bankruptcy and mm-hmm. um, complete business failure, a um, an injury or an illness that perhaps cannot be overcome or mm-hmm. in, in, in very many circumstances, it's definitely life altering. Mm-hmm or it's a separation or a divorce. Mm-hmm. It's something that's, it, it's a very, very significant event in their life. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what it's to do is to put you on the right track. Mm-hmm. And, and I've seen it so many times in clients I've worked with over the years where they've been faced with the truck, mm-hmm. they've encountered the truck. Mm-hmm. And what happened is as soon as they start living their purpose and they start becoming antique living, which is what I, I teach my clients on, on how to do it. Then it's a case of they recover from illnesses that they mm-hmm. perhaps, you know, where doctors would have said, you're never going to overcome this, mm-hmm. but they've actually managed to overcome mm-hmm. or different things that have shown up in their life where they've said to themselves, there's no way I can get over this challenge, but they've managed to get over the challenge as mm-hmm. soon as they start living their true life purpose. Right. So what are mistakes that people make when they're trying to find their life's purpose? They listen and they read whatever is online from what I've mentioned earlier on in terms Squirrel, of right? <laughs> finding your passion or finding your why or, you know, give, give whatever it is that you want meaning. So um, there are all the things that are incorrect. So and a lot of a lot of will be around for a lot of what's taught online or different books and so on is, is find what you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But that's never really actually going to give you what your true life purpose is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you mentioned in your book and I, I read, you know, uh, how, you know, if, if, if you're doing what you love, it won't be work. 
Um, you know, and 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 that's that's kind of one of those catch twenty twos because there's always going to be stuff that you don't like. I mean, you know, like I yeah, like my job, but I don't like invoicing. I mean, you know, yeah. things like that. Perfect. So you know, but but you do know. And, and again, it comes back to, I don't know, maybe the, the easiest way is to say that gut instinct to know this is right. Um, you know, and, 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 and as we said, more importantly to know this is not, um, you know, and, and for some people, right is working in the big company, going in and, and doing, you know, whatever. Um, you know, I, I worked with a, a woman several, you know, many years ago, actually. We were in a, an, an ad agency, which tends to be, you know, you don't know what you're doing 10 minutes from the next. She, I think that's great. You know, I think that's, you know, every once in a while I do need things to calm down, but I can pretty much kind of go with the flow. She did not like that. And she ended up going to work for a company where every single day was very structured, but to her, that was, that was what worked, Um, you know, and, and now it wasn't her purpose you know, but it was just kind of what, what worked for her. Yeah. So if you, let, let me explain that. Deb. What you'll find is that, um, for, first of all, when you know what your genius drivers are mm-hmm. and nobody else can identify what you know, everybody that comes to me, they think they know what their drivers are, mm-hmm. but actually they're 100% incorrect. And <laughs> um, without a shadow of a doubt, every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So um, they'll never be able to find out what their genius drivers are on the role. That, that, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But when your whole part of what you need to do as a business or a career, or as you, if, if, you're, you're, if you're responsible for managing the home, it's a case of you design your life in line with your genius drivers. Mm-hmm. And what do I mean by that is that if the activity that you're doing does not, it, are not in line with your genius drivers, then you've got to delegate it, outsource it, get rid of it, right. just mm-hmm. don't do it. So now that takes a bit of time to achieve mm-hmm. because some people may be in a career or like that, you're running your own business. So therefore, mm-hmm. there may be some activities that may not be in line with your genius mm-hmm. drivers, but you're constantly on the process of how can I eliminate this out of my life and get somebody else to do it? And therefore, now you're filling your day in with the activities that are in line with your genius drivers. Mm-hmm. So that's ultimately part of how you, you get that, that zone. And that zone is being in flow. Mm-hmm. So when you match your genius drivers and your genius role mm-hmm. with what it is that you're doing, now you are, you know, people refer to and people would be quite familiar with being in the zone mm-hmm. whereby time doesn't even exist. Right. They're just absolutely consumed with what mm-hmm. it is that they're doing and they're absolutely passionate about what it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. But your genius drivers is separate to your genius quest, meaning mm-hmm. what you are to do, your mission. Mm-hmm. So let me let me give an example. I, I, I got I got an email from somebody there over Christmas from a client that I'd worked with quite a number of months ago. And when he came to me, he said, Paul, I've been to so many different coaches, mentors, consultants over the years. I've done so many different courses. I've been trying <coughs> to search and mm-hmm. find what my life purpose is. And nobody has been able to give me the answer. He said, well, I'll bring you through the process and I'll tell you what your life purpose is. And I did. Um, and he said, how on earth can you give me my life purpose in a half a day? I said, well, that's how I do it. Mm-hmm. So by the end of the half a day session that I had with him, he had his true life purpose. Mm-hmm. But because we had give, I had given him all the evidence to show what his life purpose was, mm-hmm. um, he, 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 he was absolutely blown away with how quickly we could actually achieve it, mm-hmm. with what his life purpose was. Because mm-hmm. there's, he said, there's no way I could have absolutely garnered what that life purpose was for, for him. Right. So that was a number of months ago. But then I received an email from him in just, just over the Christmas period. It was just before Christmas. And it's literally just thanking me. Mm-hmm. That's the simplest of it. And he said, Paul, mm-hmm. I've changed my career because he, he was in a job before. Mm-hmm. He said, Paul, I've changed my career. Did you give me an update as regards what, 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 was, what had happened over, over the intervening months. He changed his career and he said he found a job. Mm-hmm. And he went down through every single one of his genius drivers, mm-hmm. each of his genius role, his genius quest. And his genius inspiration said, Paul, here's how this career is actually fulfilling each one of these. Wow. I just want to thank you mm-hmm. for the work that you've done for me mm-hmm. because it has absolutely made such a difference mm-hmm. in my life. And the impact not only for him, but also for his wife and his kids right. is huge. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely right. huge. Yeah, because it's when we're fun. unhappy, everybody around us is happy. You know, it's, it's exactly. kind of kind of like yeah. the old saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, my 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 dad instilled that one in me. <laughs> That's why you've been married over 25 years. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've talked about how we kind of know when it's not right. How do we know when it is right? Or or at least we're heading in the right direction. You absolutely love what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love what you're doing. And I hear this so many times from my clients back from the perspective of, they absolutely love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now, do you? does it happen overnight? No, it doesn't. Because mm-hmm. things have to change. And a lot of issues come up for people in terms of confidence, mm-hmm. in terms, like from the perspective of, you know, who am I to do that? Mm-hmm. How am I to do that? And mm-hmm. So to try and work out those questions, that's how I work with clients in over a longer period of time to literally structure the business mm-hmm. in order to actually mold their, their, their business mm-hmm. around their, their life purpose. But when they get to the point whereby they're actually fulfilling their life purpose, Mm-hmm. And they're seeing, the, they're seeing the impact of their life purpose on, on people and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They absolutely love what they're doing. And then it gets to the point whereby you, you, you'll know when somebody is, let me say the difference, and, and you referred to it earlier on, whereby you'll know when somebody's alive, mm-hmm. I mean, fully alive, right. compared mm-hmm. to somebody who's actually just going through life. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm on a mission. I am mm-hmm. absolutely on a mission. And that mission is to save lives. Mm-hmm. And I mean that both literally and metaphorically, mm-hmm. because there's people that are going through life and I call them lost souls mm-hmm. because literally they are literally just going through, they're existing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's other people that are just trying to figure out what is that they're to do mm-hmm. and they're contemplating checking out of life. Mm-hmm. So my mission is literally to save lives and as many lives as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And you know, the difference when people are, there's not enough hours in the day. Mm-hmm. to do what they are meant to do. Mm-hmm. That's the point that they get. So you right. get to the point whereby you're jumping out of bed in the morning in actually mm-hmm. in order to do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And you absolutely love what you do. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, and and it's interesting because one of the things that I've talked with my guests, you know, I've, I've had several guests on where we've talked about those little voices in our head. Yeah. And, and those little voices that in many <laughs> cases are trying to protect us. Um, you know, and, 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 and that, you know, in many cases, those little voices came from somebody else. It came from a parent, it came from a teacher, um, you know, and, and, and really they were trying to protect us, you know, it's like the little girls don't do math, you know, luckily we're kind of getting over that one, um, you know, and, and, or, you know, oh, you really, you, you really shouldn't be a business person or, you know, all of those various things. So, you know, how does that little voice play into all of this? It keeps it small. <laughs> and that's a lot of the work that I do with clients. Mm-hmm. So, it, like, there's a community that I have where I bring people together as, as, as a community, as a group. And I go through each month, I go through teaching in relation to, to dismantle and dissolve all of those, that stuff that you're speaking about. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to confidence, when it comes to limiting beliefs, when it comes to those emotional triggers, when it comes to, you know, what we're working on this month is all about intuition. Mm-hmm. What we worked in the last couple months was all about dissolving the emotional triggers in our life. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to be working on in the next month is going to be around dissolving shame and guilt. Mm-hmm. So when you, th- there's a lot of programming that we mm-hmm. have as, as grown up. As, as, I was going to say, you grew up as a Roman Catholic. Yeah. Let's just exactly. kind of leave it at that. <laughs> just, just, exactly. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> I, I can dismantle so much of that, I tell you. But um, so we, we, we all have stuff that we carry around. Mm-hmm. But I bring through a process of actually dissolving every single one of those, that mm-hmm. stuff. And then now that's when you begin to shine. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a bit like, t- take the analogy of, you know, take the analogy of, of say, a light bulb. Mm-hmm. And over the years, it's just become a little bit muddy and all the dust mm-hmm. is on it and the dirt is on it. Our mm-hmm. light has become an awful lot smaller. Mm-hmm. They're all our limiting beliefs and the stuff mm-hmm. that we've, the baggage that we've collected mm-hmm. over the years. What we've got to do is actually just clean the light bulb mm-hmm. and right. let our light shine mm-hmm. to connect with so many other people. Mm-hmm. Right. And when our light shines, but we have to light our light first before mm-hmm. we can actually light other people's lights. Right. Yeah. It comes back to, I've, I've used, you, you'll understand this analogy. I've used this several times. The, the airplane thing, you know, you get on the plane and you're going through the, the, the safety things and they say, Put your mask on first exactly. before you yeah. you help someone else, and yeah. and that's true. I mean, if you're not 
going in the right direction, you you yeah. can't really help somebody else to the to the best. You know, you you can, but it's it is limited. It is. It is. You you got to look after yourself first, mm-hmm. and that's where mm-hmm. self care is just so important. It's mm-hmm. absolutely just so important. Right. You know, and and it is. You know, there's there's the other. You know, there's all the society things. I mean, the little voice in inside our head, and then there's the big voices outside. Um, you know, that that define things for us. I remember, you know, many years ago, eh, many, eh, um, when <laughs> when we were getting ready for our tenth high school reunion, and. Uh, we were talking about, you know, one of the things that, that a lot of times you do is, you know, the, the, the prizes, who came the furthest, you know, oh, yeah. all those things. And, and, you know, the, the, and can you imagine I was in charge, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and so somebody said, well, we have to, to do one for who's the most successful. And I went, Ooh. and, and I said, and how on earth do we define that? You know, and and of course, this person that was defining it as money. I mean, that was that was strictly it. And I said, but you know, the person over here who's divorced twice and has four kids might yeah. actually be the most successful. Yeah. Um, you know, because success is truly an internal measure. I mean, we are the only people who can measure that. And but it's hard to ignore those other people, especially people who you value. You know, when when they. You know, are thinking you're. You, you, I, all of a sudden, I just said you're not worthy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but they they also think you know. Well, you know, you you could be doing so much better. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, what happened, and that that happens so common, whereby we we put other people up on pedestals. Mm-hmm. But by putting somebody up on a pedestal, we're actually putting ourselves in a pit. Mm-hmm. So when we actually start to go through, and it's a process I bring my clients through. And we start to go through and identify what is it within them mm-hmm. that we're admiring mm-hmm. and, you know, in, in, and, and therefore put them up on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, what we've been doing is then we're, we've been reducing our own self-worth. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we go through a process of actually identifying that within ourselves, mm-hmm. now we're starting to increase our self-worth. Mm-hmm. And that's where I talk about the genius pendulum. It's about bringing that genius pendulum back into equilibrium. Right. Yeah. And when we compare ourselves to others. Yeah. We're either going to come out way ahead and go woohoo, or we fall short. Um, and yeah. then, of course, the worst thing is, you know, when we put that person on a pedestal and something happens to them, you know, they 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 all of a sudden, oh my gosh, are human, <laughs> you know, and it, you know, then it it calls into you know our own self worth. We're like, well, you know, I thought this person was was fabulous, and they're not, um, you know, so I must be a horrible judge of character. And then, of course, it just spirals down from there. There's always both sides. Mm-hmm. So if, if we are comparing ourselves to somebody else and making ourselves smaller, mm-hmm. or if we're judging somebody else and basically trying to pump ourselves up, mm-hmm. ultimately we're out of equilibrium. Right. Once we're out of equilibrium, well, then the universe will literally force events for ourselves mm-hmm. in order to push us back into equilibrium. Mm-hmm. And some, on some occasions, we don't want those elements to come back into place. Mm-hmm. So think of it from the point of view, again, I'll, I'll refer back to the Bible, whereby, you know, pride comes before the fall. Mm-hmm. So being pride about ourselves right. is being out of equilibrium. Mm-hmm. So the universe will create an event mm-hmm. in order to actually bring us back into equilibrium. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You, you get knocked back down. Right. Um, you, do. you know, and, and, and we do, we see that, you know, all the, all time. the time, especially, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a big sports figure, you know, and, and yeah. so here in the United States, Tom Brady just lost, um, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and I mean, everybody is just very gleeful over the fact that Tom Brady lost, um, you know, and he was like, okay, I mean, yeah, sure. He was, I'm sure, not happy. Um, part of, you know, he, he gets financial benefits from, you know, and, and of course, all of his team members and things like that. But, but it, it, you know, in, in some ways, it was dismaying that people were, I mean, it was one yeah. thing to say, oh, hey, Tom Brady lost. But to be gleeful and happy about it, then to me, that, that's an issue. Is but it's also an indication to show okay, where your self worth is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and and yeah, no, so, yeah. you know, and and of course, the, the hard thing is to to not be comparing ourselves to others and and things like that. So, you know, we've only got about five minutes left. So, what are some tips for us to really focus on ourselves? You know, how do we do this? Well, okay, so let me, there, there's. A common theme that will come up with, because I mean, we've talked or we've referred to it here, will be about confidence. Mm-hmm. 
and think of from the point of view, the more confident that you are, mm-hmm. well, then the more you're actually going to push your business. Okay. Because the more, just, just think of it, the more confident you are, the more marketing you're going to do. The more mm-hmm. confident you are, the more you're going to push your prices up. Mm-hmm. The more confident you are, the more you're actually going to do more activities in mm-hmm. order to make the world know mm-hmm. that you actually exist as a business. Mm-hmm. So confidence actually has a huge impact from a business growth mm-hmm. perspective. But a lot of people don't understand confidence. Mm-hmm. And confidence is made up of three pillars. There's self-care, there's mm-hmm. self-belief, and there's self-worth. Mm-hmm. When you work on each one of those three pillars, that's what will actually increase your competent, your mm-hmm. confidence levels. What people misinterpret for is they actually misinterpret with competence. Mm-hmm. Competence, the three pillars that make up competence, are skills, knowledge, and experience. Mm-hmm. So people would say, well, I don't have the confidence to do X, Y, and Z, whether it be from mm-hmm. a marketing perspective or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. But ultimately, what it is is actually competence. Mm-hmm. So when they start to look at it in growing those three pillars, skills, knowledge, and experience, mm-hmm. now that's where they're increasing competence. Mm-hmm. And that competence then will also feed into your confidence, right. which is your belief about yourself. Mm-hmm. So the three pillars are self-care, self-belief, and self-worth. Mm-hmm. So for, for people that are looking to try and build their confidence, what I'd say is focus on those three pillars. Mm-hmm. We refer to self-care earlier on, and it is so, so important from from a manifesting point of view, from a confidence perspective, mm-hmm. it, it trickles into every single aspect of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Well, Paul, oh my gosh, you know, this, this has been absolutely delightful and, and we have to do it again because it's, it's just fascinating. Um, you know, and, and more importantly, I, I hope that this is helping people and, you know, uh, but of course we also recognize that you have to want to, to, to have this help. So for those of, of you, of, of our listeners who are ready or searching, or you know, how do they reach you, and and, and what what assistance can you provide? Absolutely, and um, thanks for asking that. And the easiest way is for people to go to my website, mm-hmm. and my website is www.paulwilliamdavis.com, and Davis spelled D-A-V-I-S.com. There's no e in it. And so when you go to the website, you'll you'll find a number of different resources there. You'll find ways of actually connecting with me. We we can have an exploratory Zoom call. And to, to, for people to ask any particular questions and understand how I work more, particularly from that perspective. I also have a, an online community that's mm-hmm. free to join. And for people that want more deeper learning within, within the actual community itself, there's different options mm-hmm. within the community. But mm-hmm. the community is free to join. And I, I host a, a weekly mastermind meeting every Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, people are, are, can connect with me from that perspective. Mm-hmm. There's multiple, multiple ways. Um, there's my podcast, which is called the Executive Code uh, Podcast. Mm-hmm. And all of that information is available on my website. So if people go to paulwilliamdavis.com, mm-hmm. they'll they'll get a flavor for who I am, what I'm about, and the mission that I'm on, and um, different ways of how to connect that can connect with me. And then once we connect, we can connect them over Zoom. I can answer whatever questions that they mm-hmm. want. And if people want to take the next step, they can absolutely take the next step. Okay. It's ultimately up to them. I had wondered if you still, you know, if if Zoom was a way, especially you know, yeah. because you're intuitive, you know, did you have to be in yeah. the same place with somebody no. or Zoom no, works? No. Okay. No, I, 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 I can connect over, over Zoom. I can connect mm-hmm. over a phone call. I can connect with an image of the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's multiple ways of how I can mm-hmm. connect from an intuitive perspective with an mm-hmm. individual. So, but Zoom works so, so well for people mm-hmm. because they get to see me and I get to see them. And, mm-hmm. and so we've, we've a much bigger connection from, from, mm-hmm. from that perspective as right. well. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's that's the one thing with technology that's that's really been great is yeah, we, you know, we we can see people, you know. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's uh you know it's it's great having phone calls and texting and all those, but yeah, Zoom, you know, or whatever, whatever preference you have. Um, but but yeah, you know, it's it's I love being able to to do this. Well, oh my gosh, Paul, we really are um, you know, out of time and this has been truly delightful, um, you know, and, and I hope that that we have at least made people think, you know, because that's what starts this whole process is for them to think, eh, you know, hello, that little voice is there going eh, for a reason, um, you know, and, and so hopefully they they will um, reach out to you again. Your website is paulwilliamdavis.com. Great information there. And as you mentioned, you have several books. Are there any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? The one thing that I've I've seen and witnessed is that for people that know their true life purpose, mm-hmm. it's absolutely the most single, most powerful way for people to reach their full potential and to achieve the level of personal success that they want to achieve and the level of fulfillment that they want. 
So without a shadow of a doubt, um, this isn't a sales pitch by no means, because I, I don't sell from, from that perspective. It's if, if people feel and they resonate and they're ready to say, actually, you know, I, I need to take this next step. They'll, they'll know it in themselves. They'll, they'll actually have that good feeling. Say, actually, you know I need this in my life right now at the moment. Um, that's for them. When, when they're under true life purpose, it just makes a phenomenal difference for them. And hence the reason why I'm on a mission. Great. I love it. I love it. Well, I can't wait to chat again because I think we, we definitely will. Um, I think maybe especially as the pandemic ebbs, flows, ends, <laughs> ends. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it, like they said, it will go into endemic state, um, you know, and, and it'll be just like all the other bugs that we have in the, in the world. Yeah. But, you know, we will chat again. Um, but until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely fascinating discussion with Paul Davis. And everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.